Welcome to Along the Way with Trudy Kathy White. Trudy is the daughter of Jeanette and Truett Kathy, founder of Chick-fil-A. And like her dad, she is a beloved leader, communicator, and entrepreneur. In this podcast, Trudy will share a heartwarming collection of true stories with lessons she's learned along the way and remind you that the legacy you'll leave then is the life you're living now. Here now is your host, Trudy Kathy White. Hello and welcome to another episode of Along the Way with Trudy Kathy White. We're diving into part two of our discussion on scaling towards significance. Now, you might recall in part one of this episode, we discussed a series of important questions. Questions like, what are we doing here? How do we discover what God wants us to do during this time on earth? How do we know we're climbing the right mountains? I shared how answering the who reveals our identity, but understanding that reveals our purpose. No matter who, what, or where we are, Our purpose is to glorify God. Today, we'll continue to discuss how to get better at hearing Him when He speaks and unpack what helps us to stay attuned to God's purposes in our lives. Let's discuss how to get better at hearing God when He speaks. First, we have God's Word. If you want to hear God's voice, start by reading His Word. Here's what the Apostle Paul writes to his young apprentice, Timothy. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. We would all live much happier, more fulfilled, and significant lives if we simply read the Bible. Second, we know God's character. God will never ask us to do anything that is against His moral will. He is unchanging. His perfect integrity doesn't change day to day. The book of Hebrews says this, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. The Apostle James wrote, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Wow, what does that mean? Whenever we think we hear God calling us to do something, we can test that call against what we know about God. If it's something that is clearly out of His character or contrary to what we know in His Word, we can be sure it's not God who is speaking to us in that moment. We can filter that message out because we know it's inconsistent with who God is. Third, We can listen for God's voice. I believe God still speaks in an active and living way. Although we may never hear His audible voice with our ears, we can still hear Him with our hearts. God is Almighty. He doesn't need our ears to get a message across. He will make Himself and His message known deep within us, in the core of our beings, if we are diligently seeking Him. He promises in Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Even when we can't hear him or when we've shut ourselves off from his call, he will communicate through pastors, friends, opportunities, experiences, and basically anything else. 
The passage you just heard from Jeremiah 29:13 uses a Hebrew word translated as seek, which literally means to look diligently or search intently until you find what you're looking for. If we eagerly and sincerely seek to hear from God, we will. We have his assurance in this next verse. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. There are times, however, when we don't want to find him. We don't want to hear from him. We know what he's going to say, and so we avoid him. We'd rather carry on with what we are doing ourselves rather than change our plans or our attitudes or our commitments and behaviors in order to carry out his will for our lives. And so we shut ourselves off, going through the motions of our faith while we have our fingers stuck in our ears and a blindfold over our eyes. This closed-mindedness towards God is often the result of going through some hardships or tragedy. Maybe you've been through a difficult loss, such as a death or a broken relationship, and you're simply mad at God. Believe me, I've been there. The hard truth is that none of us will make it through this life untouched by hardship and faith-shaking difficulties. Jesus himself said in John 16, 33, that in this world, you will have trouble. So scripture is clear. Adversity will strike every one of us. It's unavoidable. What we can control, though, is our response to those troubles. Let's go back to John 16, 33 to get the full picture of what Jesus is continuing to say to us. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Yes, trouble is coming. But did you hear what it said? God has promised to not only be there in the midst of our suffering, but also to see us safely through to the other side if we let him. As God's children, We must learn to run to Him, not away from Him, in the face of difficulty. He is not some distant deity looking down on us from on high and only marginally concerned with our suffering. He is in it with us. He is involved in every step, invested in every decision. Pride and bitterness keep our eyes fixed on the trouble, but humility lifts our gaze to the Father whose arms are wide open and ready to comfort us. Now, let's get back to the matter at hand. If we hold tightly to God and open our minds to whatever He wants to communicate, will He lead us into places that we'd rather not go? Yes, absolutely. He will lead us into things that are so far beyond us that we can't even conceive of them. He'll take us into terrifying situations in which all we can do is hold on even tighter to his hand and trust that he'll stay with us till the end. Look at Gideon. Look at David. Look at Paul. Look at Peter. Look in the mirror. God has a plan for every circumstance in your life. He will walk you through them and then enable you to use that experience to further his kingdom. But here's what's important to remember. Staying on the path requires us to keep an open mind to where he leads. Once we've learned how to listen to God and we've opened our minds to his direction, there's only one thing left to do. Obey. 
This is where so many of us get stuck. But if you want to live a life of significance, you must be willing to go wherever God may lead. If He calls you to do something, He will give you the ability to get the job done. In Hebrews 13, verses 20 and 21, here's what the author prays. May the God of peace equip you with everything good for doing His will, and may He work in us what is pleasing to Him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Even when we commit ourselves to obey God's call, we may still feel inclined to play it safe by sticking to what we know best. I want to encourage you to resist that temptation. In their book, What's So Spiritual About Your Gifts?, Here's what Henry and Melvin Blackaby explain. God wants to use your life in a whole new world of opportunity beyond your areas of competence and experience. So never put limits on how God can use your life. Obey God and trust that He knows what He's doing in your life. Don't look at your abilities and natural talents alone and serve only in those areas where you feel competent. If you do, you'll eliminate yourself from some significant arenas of service. Learn to seek God's will and obey Him no matter how difficult and uncomfortable the assignment and no matter how high the cost, knowing we're called to accomplish those tasks not according to our own capacity, but according to the fully enabling power of the Holy Spirit. Now, you and I both know that's easier said than done, but it is absolutely vital for a productive, adventurous life with Jesus Christ. If you've heard His voice and you know what He's calling you to do, don't let fear, doubt, or even bitterness get in your way. You'll only rob yourself of blessings you can't even imagine. The Bible doesn't promise that we'll know the path before we embark on the climb. It tells us that God directs our steps as we walk with Him. This reminds me of a scientific principle of kinetic energy that says a stationary object cannot change course. That seems obvious to us, right? But let's apply it to our own spiritual lives. How often do we get stuck in one place waiting on God to show us every part of His plan? I know I've been there. There have been times when... I've been so scared or confused or maybe selfish to move a single step in any direction. But if I'm not moving, how can God direct my steps? I have to be willing to make a few missteps and trust that God will be there to redirect me in the way He's called me to go. When God called me to international work, I had to prepare for and embark upon that mission. When I got married, I had no idea how to be a wife. When my first child was born, motherhood was entirely out of my experience. When God led me to direct a camp for girls, I wasn't sure I had what it took to get the job done. In each of these situations, I could have shut down, said no, or hidden from God. But if I'm being honest, that's exactly what I've done a time or two, but that's not how I'm going to live a life of significance. To climb the mountain, I've got to take some steps. Those first steps are usually the hardest, but they're the ones that give you momentum that carries you the entire journey. This kind of life can seem terrifying. It can also seem too big to even grasp. So 
Let's close with a very simple formula for living out your God-given purpose. I try to focus on three simple statements. Obey God's leadership, nurture family relationships, and promote godly character in the next generation. I've put these together in a form of a meditation that I often repeat, and I'd like to share it with you here. Pay close attention. Lord, help me live life with open hands and a grateful heart as I climb with care and confidence each and every day. You see, this statement speaks to giving generously as we open our hands to others. It speaks to expressing gratitude as we want God to develop within us a grateful heart. I feel like the part as I climb must be done with a sense of excellence and with care because we have to respect others around us. And this confidence that we have, it can only come from trusting in God each and every day. This tends to help keep me focused on living a life of significance. When I'm struggling, I turn to it in prayer. On days when a particular line of this meditation feels hard to say, honestly, I search my heart for whatever is getting in the way of my goal to live wholly according to God's rich calling. I think we all recognize that we have a limited number of days on earth to add value to this life. Doing so takes intentionality and dedication following closely behind our Lord. As we make one right step and then another and then another, we will climb mountains one step at a time. As we wrap up today's episode, I encourage you to think about how you have defined success throughout your life and what you have done in pursuit of that ideal of success or significance. Remember when we talked about our actions, how the way we spend our time and money point towards our true beliefs? Well, what about your life? Is your life pointing towards a life lived for success or significance? Let me leave you with a verse that we read earlier from Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I pray today's episode has inspired you to diligently seek to hear the Lord, that He would direct your steps and make your path straight. That concludes our time together for today. To find out more about Trudy, visit TrudyCathyWhite.com or follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. By pondering the lessons in this podcast, you'll move one step closer to having your own meaningful collection of lessons you've learned along the way.